0: Welcome to Stories from the Pitch, a podcast dedicated to creating a living oral history about street performing and some of the crazy characters who populate this world. I'm Magic Brian, your host for this growing collection of interviews. This episode is a little departure from what we usually do. You see, I get the occasional cruise ship gig every now and again. And I'm usually on the ship for a week or two. In that time, I generally perform my show twice, in one night, which gives me just a couple of hours to be productive. And by a couple, I mean many. And by many, I mean a lot of many, especially if the ship is at sea for six days. Aside from all the ship activities I love to participate in, like towel folding, morning trivia with the crew staff, free footprint analysis, and canvas by you painting class, I usually spend my free time working on the podcast. What I've discovered digging through some of the old recordings and new recordings were a bunch of short stories. Some I forgot were recorded and some I found within bio episodes. This episode is a collection of those stories. Too short to warrant their own short story episode, but definitely worth sharing with the world. The stories in this collection are told by Mike Wood, Julio Santiago, Rob Collins, Eric Amber, and Fraser Hooper. I'll set up each story individually. The first story was recorded back in December of 2014. Eric Amber, who has interviewed many performers for this podcast, was visiting New York City for a few months, and one night he came over to my apartment and told me about 12 short stories. Here's one of them.
1: Uh, okay, uh, this is this story is set in 1998. Do hey, your we- stories
0: happen before 2000?
1: Uh, that's mostly when I was in the street, doing the streets. 1998, April, Melbourne Comedy Festival, uh, doing a show on... The I think it's called South Gate or South Bank. South South Bank, Bank. South Bank or South Gate.
0: Yeah, they both sound they both sound right to me.
1: And um, we had a massive crowd, and we were doing indoor shows at the uh, Athenaeum Theater, which is this beautiful eighteen hundred huge theater, seven hundred fifty seats. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, seven hundred fifty seater. Built during the Gold Rush, and so what was the show you were doing? That year was called. It was called. It was a restaurant show called "Swallow This," uh, which was a terrible name, but a funny show. Uh, And we were doing street shows, not for the cash, but to promote our indoor show. And we were basically like doing free shows on the street, and we we were actually getting paid by the by the mall, the the authority, to uh, you know. Have outdoor entertainment during the comedy festival. And then we just flyer the crowd and tell them to come see our indoor show. And it worked a treat. We we were the top grossing, grossing act in the Melbourne Comedy you Festival. You were right selling year.
0: that theater out?
1: Yeah. Just you and Derek? And North. And North. That's that was that was the three Canadians days. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we're doing a show on the street and uh, we had a pretty big crowd and we kind of blocked off the street and this little old lady... All dressed all in black with like badly smeared lipstick, looking a little bit like an evil Jackie Onassis, like bursts through the crowd and is just like muttering angrily to herself that she can't get through and just walks through the through the audience. You know, it's a typical street performer experience where someone just like "fuck you guys," mm-hmm. taking over the streets. I'm walking right through you and I'm just gonna show you my disrespect. Yeah. So Derek, um, like trying to use this as an advantage to the show he like turns to the lady and says mama right and she like points her finger at him and says eat shit and die dog face
0: that's very direct
1: and and Derek just kind of has a shocked look on his face and uh, I was I was like what happened and he just like looks at me like I can't repeat that <laughs> I can't repeat that in front of the audience
2: so the audience didn't hear no it? the
1: audience didn't hear it and I was like, what happened? And he just kind of like shook his head with big wide eyes, like, I can't repeat that. And then out of the crowd bursts, oh, and then I make a joke. So I'm like, you know, like, you know, keep going, old lady, something like, you know, like, you know, and I then. you it away in the you know, car. Yeah, uh, whatever, <laughs> some line. And then <laughs> some old fella, he, you know, like, he thought it was Derek that had just said that. And he comes out and he just clocks Derek right in the face, like, roundhouse. Like, this guy must have been a boxer in his youth. He just, like, bang! And Derek spun around, like, like a cartoon, right? And his mouth just burst with blood. And it's like, yeah, you you keep your mouth shut or I'll punch your friend in the face. And then I'm dancing, so I'm trying to distract the guy, you know, like, like the kangaroo, like the big mouse and in Looney Tunes like, yeah. just, like, just bouncing around like, and I'm super skinny and I'm like this guy's a big dude and I'm just kind of going around come on he just come. knocked your friend out <laughs> he just totally knocked Derek what's North doing? Nor, the, North is standing back not doing anything <laughs> and I'm bouncing around just like trying to distract the guy like you know like pretending like I'm going to box him right because there's still a, two, there's 200, 300 people watching mm-hmm. this right? so we have all this these witnesses still a show there's still a show going on you're like gotta keep it rolling right <laughs> Derek is splayed out on the ground <laughs> Right? I'm bouncing around, him I think North actually went and got security. That's probably what happened. And then you know, that's at least what he told you. Yeah. Where
0: are you? I want to get security. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? high.
1: I think you secretly loving it. <laughs> and I'm bouncing around, and, and this guy, uh, and, uh, this guy, like, just stays there, right? And he's yelling, ab- you know, obscenities at us, and the crowd is there watching. It. And then the security just came and dragged him away, and, and and that was it. But yeah, the moral of the story is. Keep your mouth shut or somebody will punch your friend in the face.
0: <laughs> Better than punching, getting yourself punched in the face, I <laughs> well, think. Oh, that's right. He said,
1: have some respect to the lady, mate. Pop. <laughs> 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 uh.
0: Next up is from one of my favorite performers, Fraser Hooper. This one was recorded in a loud bar in Adelaide during the Adelaide Fringe Festival in March of 2014. I apologize for all the ambient noise. Fraser shared a few stories in this conversation... One of them is part of episode 38 called Clowns on the Run. It's one of my favorite episodes, and I encourage you to listen to it after this one. Here, Fraser tells a great story about Robert Nelson, the Butterfly Man.
3: Um, In the theaters, um, to make a living, I was working as um, uh, Strawberry, uh, Strawberry the Clown. Uh Great name. Yeah, which um, I killed about ten years ago. Uh, Really? You killed
4: him on stage?
3: uh, No. Ceremonially? No, I should have done, but it just kind of... um, uh, he had his time, and had how his...
0: different is strawberry from not originally. much? Not much not different, much. to
3: be honest. It was just a name. Fraser means strawberry, and that's kind of where that came from. Right. Uh, but anyway, so I, I was at this festival as Strawberry Clown, and I'd always had a difficult relationship with the name. What happened? Um, uh, John Michelle saw me play in the street, and um, I think he suggested to Jody that I play on the main stage. I had him to thank for that. Um, But Robert saw me, um, and uh, I chatted to him afterwards, and um, a few years later, um, uh, he comes to a festival in Wellington with um, a guy called Chad. Is it Mad Chad? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Chainsaw there. Yeah, they were um, expecting um, uh, Kino to be there. I don't think he turned up. He didn't turn up. Uh, Nick Nicholas was there. Uh, Richie Rich was there, I think. So there was kind of a lot of uh, these performers are going to be at this festival. And they were making a film. Yeah. Um, so I met him there again. And then about a year or so later, um, I emailed him. Um, so it's still in the 90s, I uh, think. Um, or maybe late 90s. I said, um, oh, did I, um, you know, uh, hi, I hope you remember me, and um, did I make the cut of this film? And I was at my my wife's parents' house, and they had a computer in the living room, Um, and I got my mother-in-law sitting just behind me, and uh, my father-in-law's watching the TV, and uh, it was in the early days of the internet when a picture took a long time Mm -hmm. to load. Yeah. And uh, I'd written to Robert and said, do you remember me? And uh, he wrote back and he said, yeah, of course I remember your strawberry. And there was a link. And I clicked on the link. And uh, the picture started to load. And it was a, an Asian woman with her legs open wearing a strawberry on a knickers. <laughs> 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 My, and it was slowly loading, and I saw these legs appearing. Oh, what the hell is this? And oh, there's this strawberry. Oh, yeah, and then uh, just the whole picture emerged. And I was sh- and I'm just trying to press delete <laughs> before my mother-in-law sees what I coming on. the. Awesome. Oh, uh, brilliant. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, so he did remember.
0: Al Miller interviewed Julio Clown Santiago in August of 2018 at the Festival of Fools in Burlington, Vermont. This short story came from that interview. You can listen to the full interview and learn all about Julio's journey as a street performer, which is episode 103.
5: You tell me like you had a Muhammad Ali story. Yeah, the Muhammad Ali encounter was pretty dope because um, we were down in Times Square, right in the area where they closed off. That that area wasn't closed off at one time. This is when it was it was just a little island in the middle of Times Square. Right, and that's where they sold the tickets, ticketron. We called the ticketron. So the people would line up. I mean, not the audience, but people were lining up to buy tickets. Mm -hmm. When that place, when those ticket windows were closed and there was no line there, we would make it a pitch.
0: Right, right, right.
5: And we had a drummer at the time. Right. Whose name is Ion. He played the drums for us. So we could set up in that middle island and bang the drums and bring that crowd, crowd, you know, there. So we're, you know, we're doing that. We're, We're hitting. And we see this big fucking crowd moving towards us. Right. And we're like What the fuck's going on there You know And it kind of It was such a big Thick crowd moving towards us That even our crowd Was like What the fuck's going on Right 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 You know Looking like What's happening Something's going on Yeah And then we look And we're like Oh shit It's Muhammad Ali (laughs) (laughs) Muhammad (laughs) Ali Is walking with this crowd You know Right And You could tell that You know Remember Muhammad Ali had I don't know what he had Parkinson's Yeah yeah You could tell he was like That that was happening At that time Right right but, like, he had this, he has this crowd around him, and he's signing these autographs. He's not looking at people. Yeah. He's just, people are passing paper at him, and he's just going. Signing it. And yeah. Passing it back and signing it and, like, slowly walking. Jeez. With the just crowd. Just walking through Times Square. Just slowly just walking with for a, a stroll. big crowd around him. It's not like he don't have security. Yeah. Pushing nobody to back him up. He no. just, they're there. He's in the middle of that, and he's just going and walking. So we're like, you know, trying to get his attention. We play the music. Hey, Muhammad Ali wants you to right. So he he acknowledges it. You know, he he his crowd comes into our crowd like this here, right. and he starts telling his crowd. He goes like this with his hand, like waving them from side to side so they can yeah. make room. Yeah. So he can watch. Yeah. So he's just like everybody move to the side, to the side, so I can watch. So now he's watching us, but he's still, he's still, still signing on. So he's right. still like. <laughs> but you know, that face, you know, the, I yeah, don't know yeah. how he had the, what was it Parkinson's, right? Yeah. So he has like this face, he's like looking up, and he's like this here, and he's and not, there's no face, there's no like reaction. Right. We're not getting a reaction. The only reaction we're getting is he's looking at us and telling <laughs> him to get the fuck out the way. Nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's just like, and he's just passing autographs to his side and passing So, to his side. did he uh, drop a tip or what? No, he didn't drop no tip or nothing. Oh. He just gave, We asked for autographs. He gave us autographs. Oh, you cool. know, he, he like he made us a priority. Right. So as soon as we finished doing our thing, said, like, "Can we get the autograph?" And then he told everybody on the side, "You gotta wait. Got to give them autographs." Nice. You know, so that was like his tip. He yeah, freeze. Take care of these guys. Yeah. He gives us all autographs. What year was that? Oh, this was in the 90s. Because I, the reason why I remember it was in the 90s is because there was a dancer that we all loved that passed away. His name was Professor Pop, and it happened in the 90s. Right. So it was around that time Professor yeah, Pop was yeah, there. Yeah. So I remember that. Yeah. So, and then he gives us all the autographs, and he walks. Right. And the crowd just closes around him. Right. And he walks off with and the crowd. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then what makes it really cool is that, like, about a year later, The same thing happened in Washington, D.C. We were working the pits. What? And Muhammad Ali was walking down the street with a crowd around him. Wow. I'm serious. In Washington, D.C., it happened again. Damn. That's And I think it's a thing that, then when I watched the thing on TV, it's a thing that he did. Right. He liked to go out and just walk and meet people. People recognize him, and he just, he's so used to it. Yeah. And it became such a normal thing for him to just walk yeah. and sign the autographs and just keep it moving. Yeah.
0: I spent about a week in York, England in July of 2019 and stayed with Rob Roy Collins and his family. I sat down with him and did a full interview that, as of this recording, has not yet been posted. After the interview, we continued to chat and, of course, stories started popping up. I turned the recorder back on and captured a few. Here's one of them.
2: Me and Sam Press went down to um, Brighton to do a show, do some shows. We are there in the pitch and... It's late in the day, and I got a lovely big crowd. And I picked a, a female volunteer. She's beautiful. She was French, really um, cute, and uh, and it helps me out. And back then, I don't do it now. But back then, I did the old kiss on the cheek and you turn and kiss on the lips. And I think that old gag. Yeah, I think I got. To a, I think I got to a point where I was like I could feasibly pick an eighteen-year-old out, thinking she's a bit older and I'm 36, I could, in theory, be her dad, I'm out, you know, do you know what I mean? Is like when you, threw the that was like, yeah, the... I'm t- yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to stop doing uh, that, so I just stopped doing it.
0: You know, honestly, I, I used to do it, and then I just said like, it gets a big laugh, and I'm like, yeah, it's just too, I can't, it's not worth it, it's not funny enough, it's
2: not, yeah, I it just... make it, it's not a, but to my credit, I stopped doing it before the Me Too movement. <laughs> yeah, Me Too. Yeah. Me Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And me too, too. I stopped
0: doing yeah, it a long, long
2: yeah. time ago. Before I was 36, I would say. I <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I stopped later than you, though. But um, so, so, yeah, so anyway, I did this, this kiss gang. And then I'm up the ladder, and then I just see this guy, well built, again, very good looking, but very tough looking guy turned out to be French, just comes storming in the middle of the show, like, who are you? He goes, this motherfucker, he kissed my girlfriend, I will kill him. And again, I just had to stand on the ground, went, no you're not, no you're not, go away. (laughs) Go away? (laughs) away. Sorry mate. This is a go away. Yeah, just Just go away. You go away, you need to leave. You're in your chains. And And then he realised where he was, I was like, look around you. There's there's a lot of witnesses here. Go away. And he kind of, oh, and she stormed. She walked in and grabbed him and pulled him away. And he, he, he sort of calmed down and walked off. And at this point, it's it's weird. So everybody's just watching me, but I can see what's going on beyond the crowd. Oh yeah. And yeah. I speak to Sam afterwards. Now I can see Sam behind me. He, Sam's stretching. Sam's warming up for a fight. He's <laughs> literally doing stretches. And 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 again, Sam had that sixth sense, like the performer does for like trouble. Yeah, yeah. So he'd yeah. seen the guy long before I had, and anybody had. Anyway, so couple of minutes of the show, and I'm watching, I'm doing the show, but you know, fortunately, when you've got a script, you can you can say it and be thinking about something else at the same time. And I could see this couple have an argument, and she's just managed to calm him down. And they're walking away and then he just turns and just storms back in again like, ah, oh, here would go again. <sighs> and he storms in again. Get down off the ladder. i fucking kill you now. So now, you, yeah, you're uh, in... You're I'm off the change. ladder and I'm in shape and I'm dead vulnerable. You know? So I'm... I'm, I'm There's no care. volunteers
0: on stage next to you. Sam's still stretching though. Sam's so still warming, yeah, ready no to go. Ready he's to ready he's to go. To ready and to to-
2: again, a second time this girl manages to come in, mm-hmm. take him off and this time I can see them, and they actually walk off. But he's absolutely furious. And What's the audience doing? Do? Well, the wall with me, all, fine, fine. It, it was it was all right, and I just felt like you've got to make a call at some point. Maybe you maybe you, you get down off your ladder and you just talk to them and you stop the show, or whatever. Yeah. Guessing didn't do the change. But this, I was like, look, man, I've got a lot of people here, and I think he's overreacting. I'm just going to call his bluff. So I just did, I was just very confident. I was like, go away. <laughs> again, I'm gonna the use it. The go once away. again, once again, go away, go away. Like, yeah, <laughs> and and he did, and he did, and then and I finished the show, got paid, and it's incredible the number of people who were like, "Do you want us to stick around? We'll we'll hang back for five just uh, in case he comes back." Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I was so grateful, and you know, I guess that plus being, you know, it was long after that ourselves. Sort of, Start thinking about it, thinking I'm, Maybe I won't do that joke anymore. But um, but yeah. yeah. But 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 the guy was ready to kill. He had like he had like death in his eyes. You know, murder, oh, yeah. murder in his eyes. Yeah. yeah. It happened to me once in in uh, Dublin on Grafton Street. I had no ladder. I was on the ground, doing escape. And and a guy and you got some real drunks there, like crazy drunks. And a guy came in and he just wandered in and he's eyeballing me. And, it, and it's weird. You're going through in your head like right. I think if I kick him first and then throw him, <laughs> kick him in the nuts, then I could probably sweep the back of his legs and then probably pin him down, pin his chest down. It's like oh, that's a three- kick movement.
0: Right. So this is what this is. This is what's going so through that's what's my going mind. Through your head. I'm
2: like, cause I'm thinking, You're saying it like this is what. No, I'm, think, thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking hey, he's going to swing for me here. I need a preemptive strike, maybe. Yeah, but doc, use my ninja-like abilities. Yeah, maybe a mean, round house, then I'm a roundhouse kick. I'm thinking, how do I, how do I defend myself against his, his punch? Or maybe I should just get in first, and kick him first, and get him, you know, yeah. taken out of the equation. Instead, I did nothing, and he calmed down and left. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, that was a better decision. I'm yeah. thinking, ah, nearly just like you know. <laughs> <laughs> like kicking in the nuts and knocks him out and like really I just <laughs> it was like, undeserving.
0: in hindsight you know he did nothing yeah, <laughs> you know, you did nothing. yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally finally one of my favorite stories is from one of the funniest people I know Mike Wood I first heard the story from John Higby when we did the Edmonton Street Fest in 2010 but it was great to hear it again from the original source alright Mike Wood Magic Brian port credit Ontario, Canada,
4: (laughs) Port Credit Buskers Festival, final day, Mike's got a story. So it's uh, 2003, Uh, I had finally, (laughs) after decades of dreaming, landed the Halifax Buskers Festival, but sort of the condition seems to be that I would also do all the satellite festivals around it, which are, I can't remember, St. John's. Now
0: it's only... There was sy- only Sydney When I did it Right So there was Sydney Maybe. St.
4: John's There was there was one other small town And then like a one day show That you just show up and do Yeah And the the other four Or the other three acts That were on that tour with me Were Kim Potter Master Lee And Amy Misbehaved Yeah And uh, I was the only person Who was legal to drive in Canada So Halifax rented me A huge white van You were the only Canadian Correct Yeah <laughs> uh, Huge white van And I did all the driving Um and we—you got paid extra for that, right? No, no. Wow, really? Surprise! How weird. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you go to the, as you know, when you go to those small places, everyone assumes. First of all, they think that busker is like a brand. It's like saying Cirque du Soleil. Oh, the buskers are in town. <laughs> yeah. And so because you you wind up explaining, no, no, buskers like a job title. It's not like a. It's not a I'm yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's not that kind of noun. And uh, so you wind up explaining that quite a bit. Then you also field the question, so do you guys all travel around together? Right. Uh, no, no, we're just... Yeah. I mean, right now we are traveling together, but it, it's not... No, it's not like that. Yeah. We're we, we sometimes
0: travel together, sometimes in <laughs> the same place together, but we are all individual people. We
4: travel at the same time is the point. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you, you get that one, and then, of course, the classic... Uh, uh, are you setting up or tearing down? Yeah, you set do, up, tearing down. You, what does it look like? I'm taking this thing apart, <laughs> putting it back in the box. <laughs> and my other favorite among those is the the busker versus buckster, <laughs> which we <and> so <laughs> you don't get I that have one. No. Oh, are you one of them bucksters? <laughs> so it's just a couple letters mixed around. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a whole four weeks of nothing but that. Like any time you interact with any member of the public, for whatever reason, it it's seemed one of like those things it was would come out. or all of them, or sometimes all of them, yeah. just stacked on top of each <laughs> other. So I think it was Sydney. We were leaving, uh, and so all weekend we've been no, we do not travel around together. We are currently traveling together, but not. With, this is not a tour, and, although it is sort of a, anyway, the point is. <laughs> Very frustrated conversations. <laughs> yeah. And then it's Monday morning, I'm loading up the van with with William and Kim and Amy and all of our stuff is outside the van and we're sort of playing dad chetris, trying to get it back into the van so we can drive away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kim's got a coffee and Amy's having a smoke and William's helping me out. And
0: so what you're saying is they
4: weren't doing anything. No, no, no. You and but we're well, we all there, is the point. Yeah, we're all present at a white van, and uh-huh. all our stuff, recognizable stuff, is getting loaded into, in. In, into a van. And this dude comes around the corner, doo, 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 and he sees us doing this, and he points us, points us out very <laughs> accusingly. You do travel around together. <laughs> Caught you. I, you It's true <laughs> God damn it You found us out Don't tell anybody else
0: You're gonna ruin it I, You know He's very satisfied I'm sure To sure, yeah, this yeah, day, yeah. He, this day I... he probably tells this story From a different perspective Yeah he
4: dines out And that's when I caught them <laughs> That's
0: when I saw them I'm like I knew it You do travel together You know
4: those guys Let me tell you something I know about those guys They all travel together mm-hmm. One thing we can be sure of Yeah The joys of being a buckster Oh the bucksters I wow. I work for them. (laughs) (laughs) Here's my card. You may have heard it. International Bucksters, (laughs) Inc. There are 300 of us. (laughs) Thank you, Mike Wood. Thanks, Brian. It's an enjoyable story. Makes me laugh every time.
0: (laughs) I hope you enjoy this collection of short stories. Please send me feedback or post in the comments section, and let me know if you'd like us to produce more of them. In the last episode of Stories from the Pitch, Lee Ross interviewed Dana Smith, who mentioned he's authored a few books. I've included a link in the episode notes to his Amazon page, where you can purchase them. I also want to plug Byron Bertram's comedy album. His bio episode is episode 58, and he has a short story that's episode 51. His album is called Passport and Prozac, and you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and Google Play. If you've got something you'd like me to plug, please send me an email at magic at com, and I'll be happy to mention it. This podcast is a labor of love, but we do need sponsorship to keep it going. So if you'd like to become a sponsor of the podcast, contact me at magic at You can also visit the Busker Hall of Fame website and throw a little love into our online hat by clicking on the donate button. Or become a sustaining supporter of the project at patreon.com forward slash buskerstories. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help grow this resource and generate more content. Thanks in advance for supporting this project and helping keep busking history alive music for this podcast came from 357 Lover. Links to both songs are available in the notes section of this episode on the Busker Hall of Fame website. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and YouTube. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell a friend about it and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. If you'd like someone to be interviewed or feel a certain voice has not been heard, please reach out to me and let me know. We're doing our best to capture interviews and stories with as many performers as we possibly can. So on behalf of myself and the rest of the team of the Busker Hall of Fame, remember, if you can't live it yourself... Find someone else and laugh at them. I'm Magic Brian. Thanks for listening.